Welcome to this episode of Miss Law Explains Things. Welcome back to another episode of Miss Law Explains Things. So this is going to be a really short episode about the idea of decoupling of economies. So the article that I'm going to look at today is from the Straits Times and it's entitled Trump Raises the Idea of Decoupling the US Economy from China. So maybe let's first revisit what what exactly is this idea of decoupling. So as we know, because of globalization, there's a lot of interconnectedness between various economic systems, including the East and the West. And a lot of our economies are actually very interwoven and interlinked, right, to the exchange of goods and services, people as well as raw materials and inputs. And because of that, our economic histories, our economic, you know, recessions are very much intertwined. We are very largely interdependent. So if there's a recession in one of our trading partners, it's going to affect the demand for our exports, for example. But because of this very interconnected nature, that also means that the more interconnected we are, the more vulnerable we are to external shocks. And obviously, we probably need to use a bit more of our economic policies to address the situation. So what has been a very big issue on the agenda is the idea of separating the US and China economy, right? Known as decoupling. But of course, there are both, you know, costs and benefits to this decision. So the obvious benefits, it seems, is to reduce the susceptibility to external shocks and to reduce the reliance on the Chinese economy. But of course, on the other hand, you might say that, you know, it's not very easy to divorce yourself or to actually completely separate yourself from the Chinese economy because of the extent of links between the two. Right, so it's no such thing as you can exist on your own without you know the rest of the world without you know various trade deals, right? And they, interestingly, what obviously uh the president Donald Trump has said is that the U.S. would not lose money if the world's two uh, biggest economies no longer did business, but that is not entirely true, right? Because decoupling actually uh, means that you know you are actually trying to severe some of these economic ties, and a lot of people are going to be harmed in the process. So the whole idea of decoupling and the rationale that he has, the main thing is to bring back jobs to America from China because he has said that because of a lot of outsourcing that has been done in the past, a lot of production activities that could have been done in the US are now actually done in China because they are seen to be lower cost and maybe they make sense for business, right, if people who are trying to push profit margins. Right? That is also the reason why people outsource and offshore Right, a lot of their services right to other countries because they're trying to cut costs, right? Cost cutting. But the main rationale, as I've said, is that you know he's trying to overcome the problem of structural unemployment. Right? Because of economic restructuring and the loss of comparative advantage, a lot of jobs have moved overseas away from America to other countries, not just including China. But he seems to be, you know, targeting you know a specific country when actually it's a much broader economic global shift. Right, so he said that we lose billions of dollars because of you know all of these loss of jobs, and he has a little bit of a skewed idea of what decoupling is, because even though it might seem that it's going to alleviate the structural unemployment, but truthfully, is the American economy ready to do these jobs? Are there people with the necessary skills, right? Or has the economy already already progressed beyond a certain phase, right? And it's actually going into a newer phase, right? So because of that, right? Trump also has highlighted the second reason, besides the structural unemployment problem, which is to rebalance the massive trade deficit, right? And he said that, you know, because of all of these, you know, exports from China and therefore imports into the U.S. economy, 
uh, the US has been actually experiencing a massive trade deficit for quite a long time. Now, there's no doubt that that is definitely happening, but is decoupling really the way to go and really the most appropriate policy to tackle this? Maybe not. Uh, maybe a host of other policies might be more appropriate. Decoupling seems to be a very extreme measure because it means that you are trying to go against all of the benefits of globalization, right? Which is lower costs, you know, of production, you know, the free flow of goods and services across borders. And this is actually quite interesting because there are a group of people that feel that more borders are better, while other people feel like a borderless global economy is much better. Of course, there is always arguments for the necessity of some of these, you know, restrictions as well as you know. The ability to carve out our own, you know, economic spaces, but by and large, the benefits of globalization outweigh anything that can happen as a result of becoming more nationalistic and protectionistic. And because of that, this entire idea of decoupling has been very, very important to the two main、uh, economic superpowers, the U.S. and China. So, what? Trump always has been talking about is the fact that he wants to make China, as、uh, so、America, into a manufacturing superpower of the world and to end the reliance on China, once and for all. And of course, what he wants to do is he has been mentioning many times over the past few years, of、uh, putting in many annual、um, tariffs, which is taxes on imports. He wants to bring back jobs from China to U.S. and he wants to create more and more jobs. But of course, you know the step forward is not as easy as it seems, because. Right, it is not as easy as oh, we are going to impose tariffs because there's going to be a lot of unintended consequences, and many officials and analysts have said that because the two countries' economies are so intertwined, such a move is going to be very impractical and actually might actually generate more and more repercussions rather than the benefits it's supposed to bring about. So just to recap, the whole argument for decoupling is number one to reduce structural unemployment because of a loss of competitive advantage. Right, number two, it is to minimize or to reduce the size of the trade deficit that the U.S. has with China. Right, number three is to allow the U.S. economy to gain competitiveness. However, on the flip side of decoupling is, of course, the fact that number one, the U.S. economy might not be ready for such a large economic or structural shift. Number two, it needs to also have additional policies in place to overcome any of the. Unintended consequences of its protectionist tendencies because it can have backlash, right, from its economic partners, right. And number three, it will start to forego all of the benefits of free trade as well as globalization. So this is a very short episode just to highlight to you the important idea of these trade tensions and the decoupling of these two economies. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next episode on micro.